My name's Will DeFreeze, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. When opportunity knocks, will you be there to answer? While that question may sound like a tagline to a Pixar movie, it's a question I've asked myself on numerous occasions. For majority of my 20s, I loved my life while still recognizing that I was somewhat in a rut both personally and professionally. I'd end my work week with two straight days of going out with friends, only to lumber back into work on Monday feeling like I'd been hit by a bus. I was burning the candle at both ends, but I wasn't truly inspired by pretty much anything. I wasn't dissatisfied with my life. I didn't hate my coworkers. I truly loved the people who surrounded me. But I still had that feeling of what if that lingered before bedtime. It wasn't until I received a job offer to become a full-time writer that I realized how incredibly real those what-ifs were. Leading up to that point, I had applied to numerous jobs outside of my experience level in hopes of landing something that I was proud of. Unfortunately, not only did I never get one of those jobs, but I hardly even ever got an interview. The job I'm talking about, though, the one where I write full-time in a city that anyone would be lucky enough to move to, well, it kind of just fell in my lap. No resume sent, no interview, no hesitation to accept. Opportunity knocked, and I was there to greet them at the door with a cocktail in hand. That was my big break, the moment when a long chapter of my life was closed, a time I can look back on and safely say, had that not happened, I have no idea where I'd be today. This week, we have 12 stories from listeners just like you about the times when their big breaks came to fruition, the times when opportunity slapped them in the face and they were better off for it. I hope you enjoy hearing these as much as I enjoyed reading them. Our first is from Taylor, age 25. I was working as a lobbyist assistant in Austin, Texas, a job that would have been ideal for my political science degree, but ultimately left me desiring a more down-to-earth position that had all the benefits that come with working for a large corporate group. I know, what person wants to work for a corporation with an HR department? But I craved the stability more than anything. My long-distance boyfriend encouraged me to put my two weeks in and apply for jobs in Houston. I thought it was such a dreamy idea, but I was too scared to take the jump. I'd lived in Austin my whole life. One day, my boss crossed the line and I snapped. I quit my job on her birthday, paid my dues for two weeks, and then I actually moved. After merely three weeks of unemployment and miniature panic attacks, I interviewed for my dream job, a journalist position at a multi-billion dollar company with amazing benefits, even pet insurance. Now, I live in a duplex with an interior design my friends describe as mega cozy. I make a roast on Sunday nights with the love of my life and binging Futurama. I never knew dreams could come true like this, but I guess in this day and age, women really can have it all. Kate, 27. After college, it took me a full year and a half to find a full-time job. I was working in retail and I applied for job after job after job. I had some interviews, but nothing came to fruition. When I finally landed an interview at a local brewery and received an offer the next day, I felt elated. Not even three months into my job, I was promoted from office manager to marketing assistant to heading up the marketing efforts and event department for my job. Without much event planning knowledge, I threw our company's annual beer festival, which resulted in doubled attendance, coverage on the local news and local papers, and a healthy dose of self-confidence. Going from a struggling retail worker to watching this event come together with hundreds of happy attendees felt like a transformation within myself. I finally felt like I had done something notable in my post-grad life. Eventually, I left two years later to pursue a corporate desk job because my hard work went unnoticed by my boss. If I hadn't struggled professionally, I would have never become the person I am today. I've grown a thick skin and I now know my worth. 
I owe so much to getting that first real job and I could not be happier. Keith, 32. I didn't know it at the time, but leaving my very short one-week stint in a law practice to go work for my old boss in Congress was my big break. I didn't see my life headed anywhere positive while working in litigation, and my first love has always been public service. I took a job as her communications director, having never done that job before, so I probably didn't deserve it, but I never looked back. Five years in one campaign I took off time to help manage later, she retired. For most people, it probably would have been a devastating blow, and I admit that I was sad, but besides new professional accomplishments at work, I'd also met and begun dating my partner who worked with me. Fast forward to today, through my old job, I found a new one with the same sense of purpose at a major media company. I moved to DC with my partner, and we're going on three years together next February. And my boss who retired, she's doing a staff reunion Christmas party this Saturday for the old gang. Matt, 25. My girlfriend got an advancement in her career that she couldn't pass up, even though it would take us back to her hometown, even though I didn't have anything lined up. We lived with her parents while I struggled through a job search in a new city, trying to find something in my industry. Countless phone screens, recruiters, and fruitless interviews mixed with moving into a less than ideal living situation caused a several month slog that felt endless. Then when it seemed like I was at my bottom, my grandpa died. His passing caused me to reevaluate my approach, find something that helps people. This approach led me to reconnect with a former classmate of mine in the medical device industry. After getting the rundown from her, I knew I would love it, so all I had to do was convince them I could do it. Two interviews of putting it all out there and what seemed like weeks of waiting, I got the job. We moved out, and that relief of putting an end to months of struggling will probably never be topped. And now, a quick word from this week's presenting sponsor, Away. Holiday travel is upon us, and that means one thing and one thing only, miserable airport experiences. And with airports, you get everything from flight delays to cancellations, lost luggage, and more. Luckily, Away is here to help. I got my Away Bigger carry-on earlier this year, and I've taken it on every trip since. Not only has it completely changed the way I pack, but it's eliminated those times where I stand at the luggage carousel just praying my suitcase wasn't one of the many that got lost in transit. Because of their zippered interior, compact design, and removable battery, I have everything I need right on the plane with me. The approach is simple. Away creates special objects that are designed to be resilient, resourceful, and essential to the way you travel today. They ask thousands of people how they pack, why they travel, and what bugs them the most about their luggage. Then they designed a bag that solved a few old problems, like sticky wheels, and a few new ones too, like dead cell phones. They've got a ton of different sizes, colors, and whatever else you need to accommodate your travel schedule and tendencies. Not only do I own the bigger carry-on in green, but I plan to get the expandable large for those trips when a carry-on just won't cut it. Right now, my listeners can get $20 off a suitcase of their own by going to awaytravel.com scaries and using promo code scaries at checkout. Again, that's $20 off a suitcase of your choice by using promo code scaries at checkout when visiting awaytravel.com scaries. And now, back to this week's stories. Jack, 23. I'm 23 years old, so I feel weird talking about a big break, but I've had a saving grace streak of success that I can link back to one pivotal moment. In college, I'd applied for a big summer internship between my junior and senior years. I went through a couple weeks of interviews, and I was verbally told that I was the top pick of the last two remaining candidates. After a couple weeks of not hearing back, I decided to reach out to the internship team, only to find out that they had forgotten to give me the bad news of choosing the other applicant. This put a fire under me. I was soon to face an unemployed summer until I took the blind leap of starting my own business using the skills that I would have used at that very internship. With a wedding exactly one year away at that point, I had no other choice but to sprint toward my goal, 
Running on only a couple hours of sleep a night for the better part of two months led me to multiple clients lined up and a local reputation. Grinding away through my senior year, I came to a point where I was down to one client on a contract that came full term on graduation day. Again, against a rock and a hard place came my big break. Two days before graduation, I received a call from a soft-spoken business owner who had found my website. He asked if I was available to meet with his team that day, and with a gut feeling, I cleared my calendar and walked into what I thought was a consultation meeting. I walked out of the meeting later that day, a full-time employee and department director at a multi-hundred million dollar company. The long sleepless nights and missed thirsty Thursdays were then all worth it. Today, I'm happily married to my college sweetheart, a new homeowner, and I'm in a very comfortable place in my professional life. I can link this all back to a missed summer internship and a midday Hail Mary call from my now boss. Jonathan, 25. I came from a poor family of five where my dad and mom worked multiple jobs. One of my dad's jobs was the janitor at a small private school in the Pacific Northwest so my brothers and I could get a good education. We would help him clean the school every day after class or practice so that we could eat dinner as a family. I then went to university and worked full-time to pay my bills and part of tuition. I was the first in my family not only to get a bachelor's degree, but also a master's degree. I started working after school as an accountant at a big four firm, and then I scored a private equity gig. I was there for about a half a year when I was promoted to controller and chief compliance officer after the guy above me suddenly quit. As a 25-year-old, I'm completely underqualified for the position I'm in, but I feel like the tremendous amount of work I've put in leading up to this point in my life somewhat makes up for it. I'll have my six figures of student debt paid off next year, and I was able to pay for my dad's shoulder surgeries he's needed since I was in high school. There's no better feeling than knowing I'll be able to take care of my family financially, and they will never need to worry about finances again. Stephanie, 33. I was a brand new attorney working at a criminal defense law firm in Central Texas. It was a thankless job. The support staff was allowed to treat me poorly by ignoring my emails, adding things to my calendar without asking, and even ratted me out when I was less than five minutes late returning from lunch. I was making below the starting salary for most new attorneys, and my boss expected me to work no less than 50 hours a week. At my one-year mark, he gave me a marginal raise on a Friday afternoon, and then on Monday morning informed me that he was no longer going to be providing health insurance unless I paid for half of it. My half was more than my raise, so I was making even less than when I started. I trudged along, thinking that this was as good as it was going to get. One day, my boss went to court and got arrested. He was being charged with money laundering and extorting Colombian drug lords for millions of dollars. I snapped. My boss had ripped off the wrong people and I feared my life was actually in jeopardy. I immediately left the law firm with no job prospects or plan. It was not the scenario I imagined being the reason why I left, but man, I'm glad I did. I got out of a toxic environment and went out on my own as an attorney. I became my own boss on my own terms. I make over five times what I was making, I work less, and I don't have to worry about sleeping with the fishes because of some greedy jackass. Walker, 25. My big break was, ironically, my biggest heartbreak, being cheated on my girlfriend of two and a half years. Despite the immediate emotional pain it caused me, it allowed an opportunity to take a step back and reevaluate my life. Upon reflecting, I realized the girl I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with and gave me happiness, in fact, caused me the most stress and hindered my personal growth. It wasn't a textbook toxic relationship. We had a lot of good times and she was a good person that just made a mistake. I recognized that we had effectively just been hanging our respective problems on one another instead of confronting them and not looking for more in our lives because we thought that being together was what we needed. Since this big break, I've confronted and began working through my personal issues, began managing my anxiety better, started working out regularly, 
led a healthier life with less drinking and better eating, returned to school to get my master's degree, and will soon be moving to another state to begin a new career. While I take pride in all these successes and know their importance, the biggest thing I've achieved is coming to know who I am as a person, what I stand for, what I value, and what I want out of life. I think I definitely owe that girl a beer for cheating on me. Andrew, 27. I'd have to say my big break professionally and personally was this past August. Long story short, I drove from Halifax to Toronto on a day's notice to work for a good friend who was running one of my favorite politicians' re-election campaigns. I lived in a basement on an air mattress and worked for almost free, but I've never been happier. I found a new group of people I can call family, and I've finally been able to realize that I need to surround myself with better people because I do actually have something of value to contribute to the world. I finally see a direction for my life, and I have people who genuinely care about me and are actively helping me achieve my goals, and I actually care and want to help them too. I'm not saying I didn't have good friends before this, but it feels different because they help me keep toxic people away. I used to not be able to tell when I was being used, but now it's like I can finally see through the anxiety and worry. It's going to be a long road, but this will be the pivotal moment in my odyssey. Landon, 25. My big break is really a series of events that snowballed together to get me where I am today. I came into undergrad on a great scholarship that placed me in contact with some well-connected faculty at my school. I started out as a general psychology student wanting to work with people with disabilities, but not really knowing how to get there. My scholarship advisor heard me talking about this goal and put me in contact with a field that I'd never heard of before, behavioral analysis, and that was perfect for me. I immediately fell in love with the field and I knew I wanted to be in the area for the rest of my life. Fast forward to today, I've nearly completed my master's degree and I have submitted applications for PhD programs. I want to teach and do research in my field once I'm done with school. I, of course, have worked hard to get to where I am, but I simply couldn't have gotten there without my mentors and support network being in the right place at the right time. I hope one day I can serve that role for more students looking to make their mark on the world too. Abby, 24. I was laying on my couch in my on-campus apartment on my undergrad trying to nap when my phone vibrated on the coffee table in front of me. It was the email. The one that would determine my next four years in the course of my career, and ultimately, my life. I clicked to open the attachment and felt a wash of relief, excitement, and joy. I had been accepted into my dream school. Years of working in clinics, studying my ass off, and dreaming of this moment had finally come to fruition. I had thought I completely messed up and would never be accepted following a series of horrible grades, which were largely in part due to a series of equally horrible boyfriends. At best, I thought I'd be waitlisted. Most likely, I thought I'd be declined and have a forced gap year of working and living with my parents. Or worst case, I would never get in, and I'd just smother my lifelong dream of becoming a vet and do some serious soul-searching for an alternate career. Today, I just finished my third semester of vet school. I have two and a half years left to go, and it will continue to be difficult. But when I'm exhausted, emotionally drained, and don't think I can study for another second, I remember that moment in February of 2018. It's my personal reservoir of joy, hope, desire, and excitement, and it keeps me moving forward. Connor, 24. I finally met her. I kept hearing, you'll find someone, don't worry. But two years from graduation day and no meaningful relationships to show for it, I felt increasingly distant from the person I wanted to be. The extra 20 pounds gained in college was still hanging around, and I was making a fool of myself on dating apps with poor dialogue and cheap hookups in mind. I'd had enough, and I hit the reset button. If I was going to find the serious romantic relationship that I wanted, I needed to work for it. I cleaned up my diet, deleted the apps, and I focused on patience. 
The loneliness of a solo Uber ride back from the bar or being the seventh wheel on a couple's trip made me want someone's attention, and it almost led me to a relationship just for the sake of having someone around. The angst of the waiting game was finally broken this summer when I met her at my local favorite bar. I feel at peace now knowing I finally have all the qualities I valued in a partner in front of me. The search is over, and I could not be happier. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter, at SundayScaries, and Instagram, which is at Sunday.Scaries. Or you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at WillDeFreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.